Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. Amy Dawson and I were on tour. Amy's my videographer. We went to Tennessee for a meeting. We had a conference there. Our driver, Gary Beaton, picked us up in his car. We got in. Amy got in the passenger side in the front. I got in the, in the back behind her, and we belted in. We took off down the highway. The highway we were traveling on, this is in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's called the Alcoa Highway. They nickname it the All Killer Highway because there are so many deadly accidents on this highway. So we were traveling down the highway by highway speed. We'd been in the car less than three minutes, I think, when suddenly we were alongside another car that turned off. And the guy that was jumping out of a driveway, a parking lot, did not see us because we were alongside that car. And he jumped out in front of us while we were doing 60 miles an hour. The impact was so violent that even though Amy was completely belted in, she slammed her head on the top of the car. And she had a severe concussion that affected her speech, her ability to talk, her ability to think. The car window just shattered out because of the airbag exploding. And eyewitnesses on the scene, two eyewitnesses, said that Amy's leg was broken. The impact was so violent that I immediately developed what's called a hemothorax. A hemothorax is when you start internally bleeding inside your chest wall. And my chest wall started filling up with blood. And what that does is it compacts your lungs so that you can't breathe. And simultaneously, my lungs were filling up with fluid. So that made it, it makes it feel like you're drowning and uh, somebody's choking you at the same time. And I got two broken ribs. We get to the hospital, and now I'm in, I'm in bad shape. The, the blood is filled up so much from the, from the internal bleeding that it's almost cut off every bit of the tiny air I'm getting. And I'm like, in the hallway, I'm in severe respiratory an emergency. And they call for a surgeon to come to the OR. They roll me into the OR, and I'm serious. As soon as I rolled through the doors, the doors shut behind me. All of a sudden, in one instant, in one second, I could go, <gasps> I sucked in a breath, and I could talk, and, all the, and the pain was gone. Later on, they took me for an MRI, and uh, I still had the broken ribs. The blood was still in the chest wall, but mysteriously, the bleeding had just stopped on its own. And then that's when I got a call. I got to talk to my husband. Thank you, God. And he was completely broken. You know, he was like, you know how you get so crazed when something happens to somebody you love? You're like, all right, I'm going to hire a private jet. It's only 14 grand. I'll I'll sell something on eBay. (laughs) You know? It's like, no, you've lost your mind. He's like, no, no, okay, all right, all right. So look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna buy you tickets, but we're gonna get you first class because it's easier to ride in first class when you're injured. And you're gonna leave tomorrow. I said, tomorrow? I said, no, oh no, no, no. I can't get on a plane tomorrow. There's no way. I mean, I've spent a lot of times on planes and I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna get on a plane tomorrow. I have to make, a, a, there's, a, there's a connection in Atlanta. 
So they finally, they, they released us from the hospital, right? And now we've only got a few hours until the plane trip, right? And so there's a, a hotel right there um, by the airport. So they take it to us. And now they've given me pain pills. I told them, don't give me pain pills. See, now that I'm not a dope addict anymore, I'm very sensitive to pain pills. I can't even drink coffee without freaking out. All right? So they gave me the pain pills anyway. And so now there I am, you know, at the curb of the Hilton outside while pastor's checking us in, dry heaving from the pain pills. Right? And Amy's there, you know, with her little crippled self. And I'm like, she's like, it's okay, Kate. I'll hold your hair back. Let her fly, babe. Just let her fly. And we get up to the room, and oh my gosh, we're messing in the room. We're trying to just, just taking off your clothes, you know, to try to get into bed. It's like, ah, ah. I felt like the cowardly lion in the Wizard of Oz. Ah, ah, ah. You know, I'm in the shower. I'm like, oh, 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 freaking out. Amy's out there. Well, are you okay? Hey, hey, are you okay? <laughs> We lay down in bed for like an hour maybe, right? And then they wake us up. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't. And we're like getting up. We're like, (laughs) trying to get ready. They get wheelchairs. They get us in the wheelchairs. We go and get wheeled all the way to the plane. Okay, now we're in the first plane. First plane. And, of course, it's late. So it's going to arrive in Atlanta a half an hour late. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Atlanta, but it's a sea of peeps, and they have these long terminals, long terminals, and you've got to travel down the entire terminal to get to the monorail, travel the monorail, and then get back up to the top, and then go down the long terminal that you're at. Well, wouldn't you know that when we came in, we came at the very end the last gate of the long terminal, and we were leaving at the very end of the last gate of the long terminal. Okay, they had called ahead for wheelchairs, but of course, when we got there, there was only one, not two. Okay, now, as soon as I saw that, we're already half an hour late. Our plane is already boarding at another terminal, right? And I am like, I walk out, and there's no second wheelchair, and I'm like, I am not going to miss this plane, because if we miss the plane, we're going to be in this airport for eight hours, or we're going to have to go to a hotel, and then wake up at three o'clock in the morning to come back here and catch our connection. I am not missing the plane. I said, Amy, get in the chair right now. And I command her to get in the chair, and I go like this. I go, come on! And I hold my ribs and go like this across the airport. <sighs> come on! I'm not missing the plane. And the nurse, my husband had hired a nurse named Susan from Tennessee to go with us, right? And she's freaking out. She's like, Katie, wait, Katie, wait, Katie, wait. And she's trying to stick Amy in the chair and get all the bags. I'm like, no, I'm not waiting. Come on! Let's go! Right? She gets Amy in the chair, right? And she's coming up behind. I'm coming, Katie White. I'm like, let's go quick. And here comes the other guy with the other wheelchair. After we go about, I don't know, a couple, three, four gates down. And she goes, there's that guy with the wheelchair. She runs up. She goes, stop, stop. That woman right there. She's the woman that needs a wheelchair. Go put her in that wheelchair right now. So he runs over there, right? Sticks me in the wheelchair. Now Amy and I both are in the wheelchair, right? And I look at him. I go like this. I go, we are late for our plane. It's in a whole nother terminal. And I pull out 20 bucks each. And I hold it up to her and I go, get me there now. <laughs> so these guys, they're big young dudes. They're running. 
with the wheelchairs. They get to the middle, they stick us in the elevator, take us down. We get in the monorail, we get out at our gate, get back in the elevator, get back up. Now we're in the terminal, but we have to go all the way to the end. So they are booking it. And the place is packed, but we're splitting peeps like the Red Sea. And me, in my most Christ-like manner, is trying to be nice as I scream at people to get out of the way. I'm like, excuse me, I'm sorry, but get out of the way. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry I yelled at you. Please forgive me, but move it. Right? And we're jamming. We're jamming. And there was these divots in the tile. If you ever go to Atlanta, you'll know what I'm saying. There's these little divots in the tile. So whenever you roll over them, it's like hitting a speed bump. So I'm in front, Amy's in back, I'm splitting the path, and every 10 feet I hear this, boom, boom, ah, boom, boom, ah, boom, boom, ah, ah. And we're jamming, right? And then we pick up hitchhikers. We picked up hitchhikers because we are splitting the path so effectively two dudes have now jumped in behind us and they're rolling behind us happy as pie like hey you guys are splitting the path so we're following you and they're yelling at people and they're cheering me on while I do it it's like yeah move it you heard the lady cheering me on while I yell at people we get to the gate and they're still boarding the plane, and I'm like, thank you. <gasps> thank you, Jesus. Right? We get in there, and they take us to first class. I'm so glad my husband popped for a first class ticket, because if you're going to have a meltdown, <laughs> it's good to do it in first class. <laughs> so they get Amy in there, right? She sits in the seat. She gets over there. Now, remember, she's not doing too well in her brain or anything, right? They sit her down. <laughs> of course, that's normal, but anyway. <laughs> they sit her down in the seat. Remember, she's going over the speed bumps and all that. She gets down the seat and she does this. <laughs> Louder than that. And the stewardess go like this. Now, Susan, the nurse, is totally understanding what's going on here, right? She's seeing, you know, we could get kicked off this plane in an instant because Amy's throwing a big old scene. She goes, it's all right, everybody, it's all right. They've had an accident. An accident. Now, the guy sitting next to Amy, she's sitting here, he's sitting here, and as she's going, he goes like this. Amy's not stopping. And so Susan's like, I can see her wheels turning, right? She's like, I've got to stop Amy from doing this. I know. I'll give her a pill and put her to sleep. <laughs> so she goes and gets one of Amy's pills. She goes, she goes right in front of Amy. And Amy's like, Aah! she goes, Amy. And Amy goes, Amy, open your mouth. It's time to take a pill. And Amy goes, ma. She goes, pink, and throws the pill in. <laughs> uh, 
that counter right down. That did the trick. <laughs> so she's finally like, I'm bringing it down right now. I am trying to remain absolutely silent because Amy's making enough noise for all of us. And I haven't said a word this entire time. And so finally, I go over to my chair. I'm holding my ribs. I get in my chair, and Susan said that I just kind of leaned against the wall, held in my chair, and kind of did this mouth open, silent scream thing. I went, <laughs> like frozen there, silent scream. <laughs> finally, we take off, and we're still on the plane, thank God. And they come to feed you because they feed you pretty quick in, you know, first class. And they always have like a selection of food, right? So they come, say, would you like beef or chicken, you know, stuff like that, or salad. So they come to Amy, and they ask her, would you like beef or chicken or salad? This is not a time to ask her a question. You might start it all again. So she's like, as soon as they ask her, she's thinking, I have to make a choice. And she's like, uh, nah, it's coming up. Nah, nah. And Susan spins around, the nurse, she looks right at Amy and goes, Amy, say, I want the chicken. <laughs> so Amy goes, I want chicken. <laughs> and they feed her, right? So they feed me, and like, we hadn't eaten for a while, so I'm like, trying to take some bites of food, right? And all of a sudden, I take a couple bites, and next thing I know, I wake up face down in my food. <laughs> I'm up, and it's like, very attractive. <laughs> so anyway, we finally get home, and my husband's there to pick us up. And oh my gosh, I was just so glad to be alive and be home, amen. And already had a miracle, God stopped the eternal bleeding. Amy's leg wasn't broken, but we were still very much hurt and very much in pain, lacerations all over. Amy was black, black, black. I'd never seen anything like it. Black all over her chest and her neck and swollen out to here with lacerations. It was the freakiest thing i ever seen. I didn't know that somebody could actually, their skin color could be the color of my shirt. I'd never seen anything like that all over the whole thing. And then my husband spent the next days you know, taking us to doctors and making these appointments and, and, and doing all this stuff. And we, I had to go and get another MRI to confirm, you know, that the blood was draining out. And it did to confirm that, that the, the body was absorbing it. But I still had the broken ribs. And, and, you know, Amy had to go back to the hospital emergency room because she was having trouble breathing with her chest. And they had to do more MRIs on her and everything else. And we were going to treatment. And, you know, we kind of live out in the boonies. So we had to drive like an hour both ways to go to the doctor. And, man, when you're in that much pain and you're in the car, every little bump is like, Oh, oh, oh. It was horrible, right? And of course, this doctor wants to give me more pain pills. I'm like, please, give me something else that works. I can't take any more pain pills. They're like, this is the only thing that'll work. And so I'm taking these horrible pain pills, and I would take just the tiniest little piece of them. And what would end up happening is I started to vomit with broken ribs, not good, and be constipated with broken ribs, even worse. There's nothing worse than having to poop and vomit at the same time with the broken ribs. It was horrible. And so, oh my gosh, it was like excruciating pain. I'd be in the car and I'd be going, oh. my husband would be like, what, honey? I'm like, I just want to poop.
So now, what I caught myself doing, which I want to encourage all of you to examine yourself too, is I began to fall into the drama of the trauma. You guys know what I'm talking about? Everything is like this. <sighs> I'm really hurt. Now look, I'm not making fun of anybody because I know people get really hurt. I understand that. I understand the pain. This is not the first thing I've had in my life that's happened to give me pain. But honestly, we can start becoming drama people. You know what I mean? Where you just start focusing on that. And you fall into the drama of the trauma because it kind of feels good to lament about your pain. You know, our soul loves to have something to lament about, something to talk about, something to be upset about. Our soul just loves that stuff. And you can start falling into that. And there's more reason than one because, oh, I need to stay sick so that I get my insurance settlement. And if I stay sick, then I won't have to go back to work. And if I stay sick, then people will wait on me. And love me and bring me food. And hand me that Kleenex right there even though it's only two inches away from my finger. Thank you. Right? Come on, tell me you've never done that. Well, maybe you didn't do the lip sucking thing, but honestly, tell me you've never done that. Where you just kind of really rode the wave of what was happening to you. Let me tell you what happens to you when you ride the wave and you get involved in the drama of the trauma. The wound that came from the trauma goes deeper. And it makes it that much harder for you to get healed. You can't fall in the drama of the trauma, man. Amy was doing it too. Every time she talked about the accident, she talked about it like this. Right? It's true. I had to stop her. I'm like, snap out of it. You're doing the drama, the trauma thing. Stop it. I said that to myself. After a week of these doctors every day and the pain pills and the poop and the vomit and all the other stuff, I finally said, stop it. Snap out of it, Kate. You're falling in the drama, the trauma. Because I was in really pain, but my own attitude, my own soul connection to the accident and the pain was making it worse. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I am not going to do this. So just put your hand on your belly or your heart. And I'm just going to pray for you. Holy Spirit, right now, I says that you would come, Holy Spirit, right now. And you would remind everyone here of any sin that might be involved in their trauma. Maybe they need to repent of something. Maybe they need to forgive someone or even a business, an agency like an insurance company. Whatever that trauma might be, and maybe it's a divorce or loss of a loved one or, or uh, you know, loss of a job. Maybe they need to forgive their boss. Maybe they need to repent for being angry at their boss. Whatever that trauma might be, Holy Spirit, Please tell them right now, by the revelatory power that you bring, what sins need to be dealt with first, in Jesus' name. Now let's just pray together. Just say, Lord, wash me clean of any sin that's involved in my trauma. I repent 
for anything I've done that was considered sin. I forgive anyone or any business that was associated with my trauma. And I ask that you would cleanse me of all sin that could further wound my soul. And I repent for getting involved with the drama of the trauma. I break my agreement with that. I am not going to focus negatively on my trauma. I'm not going to be consumed by it. I'm going to get healed of it. I decree it right now in the name of Jesus. Now say amen. Now just say, I decree I'm excellent a soul. I'm being filled with dunamis right now. The power is filling my soul and my body. I'm being healed by the power of dunamis. I'm touching the hem of Jesus' garment. And he's healing me in both body and soul. I receive the infilling of the power now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Say, I am excellent of soul. 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 Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.